What's up, peeps? We're back. As always, I'm your host, Lee Benson. Thank you so much for joining us for our podcast edition of the AEW Insider. I know I always say it, but we got a really good show. I mean it. There's been crazy shit going on. You know what's going on in the world with the protests and the riots, what have you. Crazy shit going on in the wrestling world, too. Remember, if you want to win an AEW Unrivaled Series 1 La Champion action figure, stick around to the end of the show. It's going to get released in a couple months, and it could be being sent right to your mailbox. Let's get to the show. AEW. Well, the revival, a.k.a. FTR, premiered on Dynamite Wednesday night. AEW's tag team division is very good. It has been revealed what FTR stands for in AEW, and it does stand for Fuck the Rest. That is what, what's on their first and newest AEW t-shirt, and it has a bald-up fist that says FTR on it, and around in a circle it says Fuck the Rest. The Young Bucks and many other of the elite have been saying Fuck the Revival for eons. Now FTR gets their chance to talk and react back. Also on Dynamite, Cody said his TNT title would be defended in open challenges pretty much every week. John Cena did it in WWE, and people have done it before them. That means that anybody at any t- not any time, but anybody, anybody, it doesn't matter if you're number one contender or not, you could challenge him for his title. Well, ex-WWE star Matt Cordona, a.k.a. Zack Ryder, seen this and tweeted, open challenge, and he had it followed by a bunch of eyeballs all open looking. So I can't wait for Ryder to make his premiere in AEW, and it might be fighting Cody for that TNT championship. Chris Jericho was speaking to DigitalSpy.com about the Mike Tyson angle and if Mike Tyson would wrestle in AEW. Jericho said, it was amazing. We had such a chaotic night. And I think it was a great way for us to introduce Mike and have some insanity on the show. It was totally wild and wooly. It just shows now more than ever that Iron Mike Tyson is someone who's very buzzworthy. He's in great mental shape, physical shape, and he's ready to make a comeback. Whether that means it'll be in a mock boxing match or in a wrestling match or whatever he wants to do. If he doesn't in wrestling, wrestling comes in all shapes and sizes, and there's a lot of different ways to do it. So if he's agreeable to do something with us, then we will work with his strengths and eliminate his weaknesses. That's what wrestling's all about. Backstage after their incident, Tyson did say, hey, I'm telling you, this is not over. I'm coming back, and Jericho's going to get his ass kicked. Both of these men and AEW are about to make a lot of money in the near future together. On to WWE. Tonight on SmackDown, they did an awesome location segment. It started with Renee Young outside the Performance Center, and Elias was on the ground in a neck brace and a stretcher, what have you. There was a silver car near him that ran into like a stop sign. Uh, They were asking what happened, and Braun Strowman witnessed it. He said somebody almost uh, pretty much hit Elias, hit the sign, and then, uh, what you call it, they hopped out of the car and fled. 
they started checking the car and there was a big bottle of booze. And then the visor, the paperwork for the rental car said Jeff Hardy. They found Jeff Hardy in the bushes a little bit away from the scene. Jeff was saying somebody hit him in the head and his head hurts. Whoever did it poured booze all over him and they arrested Jeff for the hit and run on Elias. You could tell it what you call, you could tell he was set up and he was very surprised. I'm surprised that WWE is using Jeff Hardy's real life alcoholic problems in the storyline. They've done it many times before with many different stars, but this is still a fresh wound and very close to him. It was riveting storytelling, though, and I enjoyed it immensely. Since Hardy was now out of the tournament for the Intercontinental title, the hangarounders and people still in the tournament, people who were at it over tournament, bickered backstage who was going to replace Hardy, so they had a big battle royal for it. SmackDown also had a great Mandy and Otis segment, a cool Sonya the villain Lacey Evans segment, also Sasha Banks, Bailey, Alexa Bliss, what have you. So I don't want to ruin what happened with Hardy. If you didn't see it, go check it out. But I definitely like the way it's going, and I think it was a kick-ass episode of SmackDown. It also has been announced that Samoa Joe is now a permanent member of the Raw announce team. After his last injury, people backstage liked how he did on commentating. Now he has himself a full-time gig. I say good for him because he's been very, very injury-prone as of late. All right, peace. We'll take a break real quick. We got to pay these bills. I got some more awesome WWE news, but the good part of the show tonight is definitely in the random wrestling sporting news. Like I said, crazy shit's going on. So make sure you tune back in. I'll be right back. All right, peeps, welcome back. Remember to show us some love on all major podcasting platforms, also on Facebook and YouTube under the AEW Insider, and on Twitter under the AEW Insider 1, as in the number one. Let's get back to WWE. Now, we know by now that Austin Theory joined the Messiah Monday Night Stable. I followed Austin Theory through his indie career, especially with Evolve Wrestling. That kid is the next big star. If you don't know it, you will, man. He's going to be huge. So it's great he's with the Messiah. Renee Young asked Rollins on WWE Backstage Tuesday night if there would be any more additions to his stable. He said, I've always got my eye on somebody. I don't want to disclose too much. There is somebody out there that is very close to me that would make a great addition right now. We'll see how things pan out. Backstage rumors are that they will add a female member to the stable soon. That would be awesome. I like this whole Seth Rollins thing. Like I've said before, there's no better Seth Rollins than a heel Seth Rollins. A quick congratulations to Bray Wyatt. He's been a busy boy. He and WWE announcer and ex-Total Diva star JoJo have given birth to their second child. It is a girl, and her name is Hyrie Van, excuse me, Von Rotunda. They had their first baby together only last May. So it's very cool that the kids will be close in age, but that is a handful. Best of luck to the happy couple. WWE Hall of Famer Ric Flair recently reached a deal to transfer the rights to his slogan, The Man, over to WWE. Months ago, I reported that Flair made videos saying he was the man. He made that saying and he owned it and he was not happy with WWE using it for Becky Lynch. Well, behind closed doors, they came to an obvious big money agreement. So Flair is happy with the deal. And now WWE is free to use the saying freely. 
We know that Matt Riddle got called up to SmackDown. He did not debut yet, but they did have a nice vignette for him tonight on the show. Another NXT talent is supposed to be on their way up also. It's going to be Dominic Dijakovic. Now, I followed that cat on the Indies. He had a different last name, but he is awesome. We've seen him live also. So keep an eye out on him, and it's supposed to be other call-ups too. they got to get uh, Adam Cole on Undisputed Era up there soon enough. I mean, really. On to some random wrestling sporting news. Wrestling Inc. reports that WWE is taking Armando Alejandro Montalvo back to court. Now, I've been doing this show for well over a year, and I didn't even hear about this story, but the crazy shit I've been telling you about, peeps, this is it. This guy is one dangerous fucking nut. Now, uh, to call him by his first name, Armando has been on WWE's radar since he was shot by an Orange County Sheriff's deputy outside the WWE Performance Center in Orlando, Florida, after an incident that happened in 2015. He was first found competent to stand trial in that incident, but he was later found incompetent in 2017 and temporarily sent to a mental hospital. Armando has been involved in several incidents related to WWE and the courts, and he's been to court with them since then. He was incarcerated for some time. He was also banned from all WWE events, and there was a video that they included, and they showed it from 2015 when it happened. This guy, I don't know if he had a tryout or not, but he's a Spanish guy, nothing against it. I'm black and white myself. I'm just saying what he is, but he was outside the door, and he was calling the wrestlers out, saying he's the best wrestler in NXT. He was doing poses, saying he got arrested for the gun show, showing his arms. But while he was saying that, he was getting dangerous too, like pounding on the glass doors real hard. They had them locked, thank God. So then uh, the cops showed up, the sheriffs. They uh, they took their tasers out. He ran towards them. They didn't shoot him. He ran back and picked up two huge rocks. He ran up on his cop, and the cop was nice about it. The cop literally waited till he was probably like two, three feet from him, and then boom, they shot him in the fucking chest. Went to the hospital, rested, all that. It was insane. So now, fast forward to this. WWE has a new civil hearing against Armando scheduled for Monday, June 1st in Orange County, Florida. The show cause hearing is related to two May incidents that happened outside of the WWE Performance Center in Orlando. Court documents show that Armando was spotted at the WWE Performance Center property on April 13th. He showed up at an NXT taping. He was carrying a huge cross with him. The video is online. I'm going to post it after this. I didn't post it before because I want you guys to hear it on the show first. And if I don't forget, forget if I do forget to post it, it's on ringsidenews.com. It's over an hour long. You got to see it. He's fucking nuts. Well, WWE filed suit on April 20th. In the court documents obtained by Ringside News, it was stated that Armando was seen running or sliding back and forth and waving his arms wildly. He was also yelling, but nobody was able to hear what he was saying. In another testimony in the documents, it says that he was seen carrying a large cross across the street from the WWE Performance Center, which I did see, and it's fucking epic. The cross is big, the dude's all dressed up, sunglasses upside down. You can tell he's got serious mental issues. So if you don't know about it or you need an update, definitely check out Ringside News because they got the story in the actual video, and it's fucking nuts. All right, peace. We got to take a break real quick, and then I'll 
finish up the show. We got some Mick Foley news that he actually left Twitter. We got some Leo Rush news, more stuff that happened WWE backstage, and also something from the Department of Homeland Security. So we'll be right back. Make sure you tune back in. All right, Pete, welcome back to the end of the show. Remember to stick around to the very end to find out how you can win a Series 1 Chris Jericho AEW action figure. Back to random wrestling and sporting news. On another somber note, Wrestling Inc. did report that a celebration of life was held for WWE superstar, well, former WWE superstar Shad Gaspar. It was held Thursday in Venice, California. Several pro wrestlers and MMA stars attended the celebration, according to TMZ. SmackDown Tag Team Champion Kofi Kingston, Shelton Benjamin, John Morrison, MVP, Mickey James, Chris Masters, Chavo Carrero, Chuck Lydell, and others remembered their friends and paid their tribute to Gaspard at the service. On a related note, WWE released a new video of various superstars sharing memories of the former Crime Time member. The video features John Morrison, Shelton Benjamin, MVP, The New Day, Dolph Ziggler, Drew McIntyre, and referee John Cohn. So definitely check that out. And like we said, man, Godspeed. That guy was a true, true hero. And I just met them last April for WrestleMania week in uh, Comic-Con. Like I said, that video of it when I was behind him on the escalator is up on, in our group. So check it out. Leo Rush was on Ryback's podcast and claims he was tricked into coming back to WWE. He had beef with them because the money he making, he claimed, wasn't covering his expenses. Rush said, I got the call from Hunter. Triple H. Some conversation where you had, you know, over the next couple of weeks, and you know, what well, was over the next couple of weeks, and it was obviously about pay. That was my main thing, you know. I wasn't screwing around. I said, this is what needs to happen in order for me to come back. I didn't hear anything from you guys for seven months, so I'm just not going to come back as soon as you whistle and tell me to come back. They made some kind of deal over the phone. He came back to WWE, and Rush said, as happy as I was to be able to live out a dream and win a WWE championship in front of my family, in front of my fans, and in front of my friends and stuff like that, it was very disappointing and underwhelming just because I got played. I was fooled, and I blame myself for that, because I should have. I should have known that this was not going to happen based off of past experiences that I had with them. So like I said, there's always three sides of the story, both sides and the truth. So I do hear where the cat's coming from, but he fucked up a lot also. So who knows? Business is business, man. Mick Foley has deleted his Twitter account. Some feel it's due to all the negative things and remarks on the site, the recent deaths, what have you. His Facebook is still active, though. His daughter, Nicole Foley, took to social media and had this to say about her father. My dad legit just adopted a baby rhino orphan. Let that sink in for a second. Mick Foley, the hardcore legend, just adopted a baby rhino orphan. Like Jamelia is my new baby sister, she wrote, and attaching a photo of the new family members. So he literally has a baby rhino, a rhinoceros. Noelle also wrote about her dad, and I think I called her Nicole before, I apologize, Noelle. Noelle also wrote about her dad having some issues wearing COVID-19 masks due to his infamous injury from 1994. She thanked Michelle Fishman for helping him out. She said, for the people who are complaining about wearing masks, be thankful you have two ears to even wear a mask. Some people don't have that luxury. 
right, Dad? Noelle did right. She continued to follow up the tweet and thank Michelle Fishman for sending mass savers to help her dad with the ear dilemma. So I guess it's some little rig or whatever that helps it stay on the side of his face, probably a piece of tape or something. So that's really good. And that's sad about McFoley. Uh, and finally, the Department of Homeland Security has announced that athletes are now exempt from the travel ban to the U.S., which is currently restricting people from entering the country due to the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic. The order was signed by Acting Secretary of Homeland Security, Chad Wolf. This also includes the essential staff and their dependents for the foreign athletes. So foreign athletes and their crew with them, their managers, their trainers, whatever, and also travel too. Wolf said, professional sporting events provide much needed economic benefits, but equally important, they provide community pride and national unity. In today's environment, Americans need their sports. It's time to reopen the economy and it's time we got our professional athletes back to work. However, at this time, the list does not include professional wrestling or UFC. The list currently includes Major League Baseball, NBA, uh, the women's NBA, professional golfers, ladies professional golfers, hockey league, tennis, women's tennis, uh, football, what have you. Well, they didn't say football, but I'm assuming that everything else was. And it was noted that other companies could be added at the discretion of the DHS. So they're definitely going to add wrestling in. And uh, I was going to say something else, but now it's slipping my mind, actually. But that is pretty cool, but it's fucked that they cut it out. But they got to add everybody in, which they will do once everybody does it. And what I was going to say is that WWE didn't give any comments or anything about it as, the, as, the, as at the time of this recording. All right, let me wrap this up, Pete. Remember, Show us some love on all major podcasting platforms, especially on Facebook and YouTube under the AEW Insider, on Twitter under the AEW Insider 1 as in a number one. So if you want to win a Chris Jericho AEW action figure, you have to go to our YouTube channel. Again, it's under AEW Insider and my name, Lee Benz. Pick any video, any video. Like, share, comment, and you got to be a subscriber. So if you're not a sub, sub to the channel, pick any video, like, share, and comment, and boom. In August, when that figure ships, it could be shipping right to your front door. All right, peeps, I'll see you guys in a couple days. I will have a new YouTube video up tomorrow sometime, so make sure you check it out and show us some love. AEW Insider. I'll see you, peeps, soon. Ciao.